This is Jerry Rice. You're listening to FFB on Rap. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is Perry Aston, joined by Adam Stark and our special guest today. You're listening to FFB Unwrapped, episode 12, week 14. We got a huge episode to talk about today with fantasy football playoffs finally here. Before we jump into it, remind you to listen to our podcast on podcast.com or the Apple Podcast app. You can also now find us on the Pulse Podcast Network at Pulse Pod Network. Thank you to our sponsors at Roto Insurance, the one and only fantasy football insurance company. I know it's late in the season, but if your star player missed five out of the last nine games, your entire league fee will be returned back to you. Promo code unwrapped for 20% off at rotosurance.com or go to Jersey Express at Jersey Express underscore on Twitter. Promo code Pulse for 10% off any jerseys. They got super high quality NBA and college jerseys. They also have a super cool players jacket. So yeah, 10% off if you use Pulse on there. Make sure you're checking out Pulse Podcast Network for all the cool podcasts that are on there. All right, we have a guest today at Brian Michael Gordon. What's going on, my man? Oh, not much today. Just getting ready for the playoffs. I happen to have made it in all three leagues, so I won't have to say I didn't make the playoffs, but you got to listen to me anyway. Yep. No, I can say I have five leagues because I'm a little bit obsessive, and I'm four for five, so I'm going to still talk to you guys and act like I know what I'm talking about, even if I did happen to miss on one of my leagues, which happens to be a very important league, but that was a winner-go-home situation, and I'm a little heartbroken still, but the other ones were flying in the playoffs like it's no problem. Adam, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Are you excited for playoffs? Talk to me. Oh, yeah, man. It is playoff season. I'm in on six out of seven leagues, and the one league I missed out, I'm the scoring champ. It is bittersweet, but I didn't make it, so it hurts more, but it's great to be be in the playoffs out of six out of seven teams. I didn't think I was going to do it, but I ended up being the fourth seed, and two of them that I clawed my way back real quick, or not real quick, but the last few weeks, that's great, and ready to get it done. God, I'm so excited for fantasy football playoffs. It is one of the best times of the year, and right now, for NFL teams, so much going on with injuries, and even more now with head coaching firings, even the Kareem Hunt news that we're going to get into in just a little bit. But for our special guest, Brian Michael Gordon, go follow him on Twitter at GordonBigB. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Perry Aston. Follow Adam on Twitter at EverydayFFB. You can follow our page on Twitter at FFB Unwrapped. Make sure to go check out the Pulse Podcast Network at Pulse pod network we have a melvin gordon signed jersey giveaway started out this week gave away the kareem hunt signed hat pretty good timing for that (laughs) if you ask me melvin gordon obviously missed a game this last week but he is on pace to play this week back obviously the chargers were able to find a way without him in a crazy game make sure you go and follow my page perry aston follow adam's page at everyday ffb and our page at ffb unwrapped retweet that tweet for a chance to win this beautiful baby blue jersey it's the powder blues so adam's got you covered it is absolutely gorgeous okay let's jump right in guys kareem hunt Let's talk about that situation a bit. We are a fantasy football podcast, so we're not going to dive too deep into the TMZ nitty-gritty of the entire situation. More about just reporting it, kind of what happened, the fact that he was released by the Chiefs and now went 
unclaimed and is on the commissioner's exempt list. He will not be playing probably for a long time if, if he never plays at all. What's going on with the Chiefs fantasy situation? Spencer Ware is the next man up. Brian, we're going to talk to you a little bit about your opinion on the Kareem Hunt situation. Definitely want to hear your raw opinion on it and then talk a little bit of fantasy. Definitely another black guy for the NFL and definitely feel sorry for all involved in the situation. No one should have their hands put on them by anyone else, any situation. That's just my personal view. Right. And as far as Kareem Hunt himself goes, I mean, we just heard that interview the other day on ESPN. He seemed pretty humble, and as someone in his position should be, was probably instructed to be by someone smarter than him. Right. Who's given him pointers right now is usually the case. You're on the PR move to try and save your career. This is just da- damage control. Co- just complete co- damage control. Yeah, he claims he's not that guy, but you know, now we're hearing about a couple more incidents, something that even happened in January. There's you know, no video of these types of things, but well, there's smoke, there's fire, and we're talking about running back position where Kareem Hunt may have done himself a disservice by being so good. He proved to the Chiefs and to the NFL you don't have to be the guy. He wasn't the guy. He got the job because Spencer Ware went down last year. Let's all remember that. Running backs are replaceable in this league. So I don't know how much Kareem Hunt's value is there for another team in general. Just how many running backs come through the league. Right, I agree. I think we're better than this as a society. And I think we're past this at 2018. The fact that this is still up in the air with the NFL, and they're so inconsistent with the punishments. With Ezekiel Elliott last year being suspended for six games, yet never even being convicted, but the league still gives him a six-game suspension. To be honest, if you remember last year, this was a witch hunt. They were going at him just like they were going at Brady for deflate gate. For this kind of situation, no, it's not okay by any means. Kareem Hunt here, he just ruined his entire career. He just Ray Riced himself. I just want the NFL to really reevaluate the way that they go about this, their investigations, and their no tolerance policy. Because to see the Chiefs actually cut Kareem Hunt, to see them actually move this quickly, obviously there's a video and obviously you have pressure from around you. But in the NFL, would you be shocked if they kept Kareem Hunt and pulled some schemey investigations, six game suspension? Yeah, that's exactly what would have usually happened. And it wouldn't have shocked me at all and just kind of sweep this under the bed. But because there's a video, of him just going ape shit. there's really nothing else that you can do to defend this guy you know when you are in a court of law you have a chance to prove yourself and a chance to be proven guilty or innocent but when there's a video and you're kicking a woman on the ground and then you lied to your team about it too and like you said Brian there's another thing that just dropped about him in January with another incident of him being involved in a physical altercation also. Adam, what is your reaction just for this whole Kareem Hunt fiasco? Mahomes said it best. He said, we don't do that stuff here. And that's exactly right. The Chiefs are an NFL team. The NFL is supposed to set examples for young kids, young athletes. And these players under the NFL have not been setting examples. They have made the NFL look bad. And now the NFL and their teams have started to take action right away when stuff like that 
happens. And I think there is starting to become a thin, thin line of there is absolutely no, no tolerating any of that. And so I think if that happens again with another player where there's an incident, he pushes a woman in the bar, I could see a player being cut from that. Um, I just think this will only make this no tolerant policy better and stronger and make hopefully the NFL to get a little bit better throughout the years. For us, we can only say our personal opinion and hope the NFL does better, hope that these players do better. Like you said, they are being looked up at by every kid around the country, you know, the world now with international ball. You know, we were giving out a Kareem Hunt hat. It's just so unfortunate and it's great timing for us, but it's not even funny. You did this to yourself and I honestly, my personal opinion, sorry if I'm being a little bit rough, I really hope I never see Kareem Hunt play football ever again. I, again, think we're better than this, and it's 2018, and Pat Mahomes, you said it right. We don't do that shit here. We don't do that shit anywhere. And if you do, you know, go fuck yourself, man. Seriously, that's all I got to say. I got no compassion for you on the show if you're doing that crap. And you're on tape. Come on, man. You're an NFL player making a kajillion dollars. You really just roam Yeah, that, that's also the thing. NFL players got to realize just about everywhere they're at, they're being filmed. They're being watched. Seriously. Someone has a camera. Everyone has phones these Seriously. days. Like, you see 10-year-olds with iPhone Xs, and you're like, what? You know, just the new age. Exactly. No, dude, and you're in a hotel hallway. Of course there's going to be cameras. Yeah, a hotel hallway, hotel elevator. Ironically, come on, they just got to know better. Yeah, come on, man. That's really all we can say. But let's just move on to a little bit of fantasy value because of the situation with Spencer Ware. They did sign back Tarkandrick West. And do have a couple other players on the team. Damian Williams is a guy that's going to make our fire waiver wire. Since Spencer Ware, there's no chance he's going to be on your waiver wire at this point. Let's talk a little bit about Spencer Ware, what he can do in this offense. Obviously, I think it could be a plug-and-play kind of production because of this high-octane offense. But then again, you got to give Kareem Hunt some credit for how he was running the ball and catching the ball in the backfield. Brian, give me your thoughts on Spencer Ware and what he can do. Well, I was lucky enough to pick him up as soon as the Kareem Hunt news broke in one league. Fella did not have Hunt handcuffed with Ware, and it was in the free-for-all waiver wire period. Lucked out on that one. Yeah, like I said before, we all need to remember Spencer Ware was the guy going into last year. He drafted early. He drafted Spencer Ware as the number one running back on Kansas City. He went down, there was enough time for Green Hunt to learn things and get things going, and Andy Reid's got a great track record with running backs. He's got a great track record of only using one running back, which is key. Right. I know they brought back Sharkandrick West, I think that's for depth. Andy Reid's system has always been to go with one guy. I know he didn't have the best week uh, he could have last week, but not every running back one has 130 and a touchdown every yep. week. Exactly. And he still put up a touchdown and had, I think, like 11 or 12 points, which is, I mean, not bad for an RB2, you know? And this is the Chiefs, so you can really just expect production from a lot of these players. So I think if you're getting opportunities in this Kansas City offense, there's a high chance that you could put up running back two numbers like you just said, Adam. I think Spencer Ware is a really, really good play this week and for the rest of the year. it's I look at him in the same light as Kareem Hunt, maybe knock off a few rankings. Kareem Hunt was at 5, you put Spencer Ware at 10. Not obviously exactly what it was, but I'm just saying kind of if you look at it in perspective, I'm not going to give him the same kind of hype just right off the bat until I see exactly if he can do what Kareem Hunt can do. But like you said, Spencer Ware has been the guy. He's ran there. He knows the offense, and this is with Pat Mahomes and a lot more weapons around there. So I really do think 
that it would kind of just be business as usual for the Chiefs. Let's talk a little bit of injury news. Something that I'm just reading right now, James Conner is expected to miss three to five weeks with a high ankle sprain. It's going to be a combo of Jalen Samuels, who was number one on our fire waiver wire that we posted last night, and Ridley as well in the backfield. So kind of a tough ending for Steelers fans, for James Conner fans going into the playoffs. Your gift that you ended up getting from the waiver wire, if you did get lucky enough to grab James Conner early on in the season... Now it is no longer going to be treating you into the holiday season and into playoff season. You're going to have to figure it out. I think this is a true testament of how good fantasy players really are. My buddy Sam, who is making the playoffs, congratulations to Sam in my main league. He constructed a whole team without Le'Veon Bell, and that's who he based his roster around. That's a true testament to how good of a fantasy player you are, and of course, you got to make those adjustments. But right now, going into playoff week, super tough, guys. James Conner. Brian, what do you think about him being out? What do you think about Jalen Samuels stepping up? Perfect example of why handcuffing is huge. It's handcuff season, you're right. Three of the leagues I'm in, in the playoffs, almost no one was handcuffing. A couple guys had Spencer Ware if they had Kareem Hunt. A couple guys had the Malcolm Brown if they had Todd Gurley. That's another injury I'm sure we'll get to. Perfect example of why handcuffing, especially later in the season, when you're done with the bye weeks, but you had a volatile player in Le'Veon Bell to start the season. Some people were talking about it. Others were ignoring it. If you drafted and you got Connor right away, awesome. Right now, if you didn't back him up with Jalen Samuels at some point, I feel sorry for you. Yep, that's your And you're not the number one guy in the waiver wire. He's gone. A lot of guys out there are playing against the guy who's going to get Jalen Samuels this week. An extra, extra big lesson in the handcuffing game. No, a handcuffing I, I was actually lucky to get um, Jalen Samuels before he is going to get the job this week. I grabbed him last week. It was a toss-up between him and Malcolm Brown and another one of my leagues, and I have Todd Gurley in that league. And ironically, I took Samuels because I didn't want to take Brown and be like, well, I don't want to think if Gurley gets hurt, oh, I still have Brown. I kind of want to double down, think, oh, if, if a competitor's counter gets hurt, I have his Samuels now. So I doubled down with that. I think it'll pay off. Yeah, Adam goes for the sabotage method kind of a lot. He'll see what you need and go grab that instead of what he needs. And I think it's really funny, but I also think it's really effective half the time. So I've done it before. You all have. You know you love sabotaging. So just listen to Adam and just screw the other people. Just do that. Let's talk a little bit about injuries I'm going to bring up a couple players that were out last week, maybe in, maybe have a new injury. We'll go back and forth and see if we think they're going to play this week or not. You can even go as far as saying if you think they're going to play for the rest of the season or if whatever respected team they're on is going to shut them down. We're going to start with the quarterback position. Mitchell Trubinsky, I'm going to just going to name both of you guys. Tell me in or out. He's got a shoulder injury. I think it's a shoulder sprain. He did not play. Chase Daniel was in. Does Mitch Trubinsky play this week? Adam, in or out? I'm going to say in. With that performance, Chase Daniels throwing a pick six right out of the opening gate. Can't get it done against the Giants. Has to get an onside kick to even push the game into overtime. I think they know that Trubisky was the guy that was helping out their offense, and it wasn't just all the pieces surrounding him, and he actually was the key. Right. Brian, Trubisky in or out? In, but uh, just, man, this team. 
the trickery. I don't know about right. this team. I just can't trust anyone on this team. I can trust Khalil Mack on that team, but he's not going to help you in fantasy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That defense Certainly. is ferocious. And the thing is, is how many points that they put on the board as a defense it's just insane that's why for fantasy if you get a defense like the bears or a defense like the ravens right now you're in a good position you know for me i stream defenses but you can see how much a defense can really help you on a week-to-week basis andy dalton Bengals. what do you guys think torn ligaments in his thumb uh he's placed on ir jeff driscoll taking over what did you guys think of jeff driscoll last week and what do you think about him moving forward is he a possible streamer again or are you just not impressed Adam. He put up, like, I want to say it was 10 points or something. Right. He did help out Boyd. A.J. Green went out early, so that obviously didn't help him. He kind of seemed to benefit the players around him more than himself, as ironic as it sounds. I wouldn't start him, but I wouldn't be scared to start Tyler Boyd this week, or even Joe Mixon, even though Joe Mixon should start every week. Right. What do you think, Brian? Thoughts on Jeff Driscoll? You made this fantasy playoffs. You need Jeff Driscoll this week. I'm wondering how you made the fantasy playoffs. How did how did the Jaguars almost make the Super Bowl last year with that quarterback as well? You know, if we're talking <laughs> seriously defense, here, that was winning them. If games. we're talking seriously you can't here, can't win fantasy games with the defense. <laughs> hey, if you well, I just told you my the guy I played 21 points from the kicker. You know, you grab that from your defense. That's a good point. You can yeah. roll in the playoffs with a Driscoll you. in a two quarterback league. Those guys are. Falling off the waiver wire, desperate situation. Of course, get him. He's going to put up points. It's a quarterback. Right. But he's most likely he's not going to get you negative points. But I just can't recommend him to anyone right now. The other Tyler Boyd's going to see some more targets. But how many three and outs is this team going to have with Jeff Driscoll? Right. Joe Mixon's going to get the ball. But again, how many three and outs is this team going to see with Jeff Driscoll? Stay away from the Bengals. Ravens, Joe Flacco, hip injury. Don't believe he needs surgery, but Lamar Jackson's been playing. Does Flacco play this week, in or out? And does he play for the rest of the season? Adam. Out. I think they're going to ride the hot hand. John Harbaugh, a deep down, knows he should play Lamar Jackson. His heart is telling him to play Joe Flacco, but his head is telling him to play Lamar Jackson. I think it'll end up being Lamar Jackson until he either gets injured, loses really bad, or throws four interceptions. Brian, what do you think? In or out for Flacco? Iffy. If you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, or your quarterback's got a horrible matchup this week. I believe in Lamar Jackson as like a flex running back, extra flex league, because he's putting up great running back numbers, but he's not putting up the great quarterback numbers on top of it, which gives you that double point action. Thick stuff that you used to get, the Cam Newton stuff that you used to get. Lamar Jackson just needs to beef up and start as the Ravens running back. Right. I mean, Collins is on IR. It's time. You know, he needs to just learn the playbook because I think he would be a sick running back if he could just put on some muscle and learn how to be a running back. Hey, you know? he, he could just hit the gym with Ty Montgomery. Montgomery got <laughs> bored. He got bored and was like, oh, receiver is cool, but I can just become a running back. So he beefed up, became a running back too. So he could probably teach him a lesson or two in that transition period. <laughs> but, I don't think you have to worry too much about Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions. He, just, he doesn't throw that much. We'll move on to the next quarterback, Sam Darnold for the Jets. Does he play in or out, or are we going McCown? In or out, Adam. 
I'm going to go out. I don't think they're going to play the rest of the season just because it's a blown-up season, and what do they have to lose or what do they have to win from starting him? They already know kind of what player he is. He's got some talent, has some interception problems, but they don't really have much else stuff to judge for him. Right. I'm going to go in, actually. I think he's going to play Sam Darnold. I think he was trying to play last week. I think he plays. I think they have nothing to lose with this offense. I think Sam Darnold's already injured, already not playing. He's already not getting the practice and the reps that he needs. So the one thing they do need is for their young quarterback to continue to progress and get snaps. So if he can play, there's no reason to play father time, Josh McCown. You go and play Sam Darnold, go get him hit a couple more times. If he gets injured again, you know, so be it. He's already there. You need to get him up to par. If he's able to play, you go Sam Darnold for me. I think he's in. Brian, what do you think about Darnold? I think he's in. They'll try to get him as much work as they can before the end of the season. I think they're going to try and have him be Superman out there. But I do like Buffalo's defense this week. Yeah, I do too. Buffalo's very good. So they're, I believe, first against the run and second against the pass, or you can flip those. Regardless, they are extremely good right as now. That is that first Monday night game was for the Lions. That first pass Darnold put up was such a meatball. Buffalo could feast on that stuff. Yeah, 100%. We'll move on to some running backs. Melvin Gordon, MCL sprain. He did miss last week. Do you guys think he's in or out? Adam? I think he's out. They rushed him back last time, and you saw what happened. He got re-injured, and it was just a mess. I think he could play if he really had to, but they just won a big game against the Steelers, so I don't think he's going to play this week, but I definitely think you'll see him in the regular season before playoff time. Brian, in or out? In another team that likes to use one running back, and if he's there, he's there. Like, they just feed him and feed him and feed him. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play, too. I think you guys are both a little bit right. He's going to play. I think it's a little too soon. I think he gets limited snaps, and they continually feed Eckler and Justin Jackson, who played very well in the second half of that game. Carry on Johnson. Adam, I'll let you start with this. Is he out for the rest of the year? That's tough to say. I thought he would be back, and if he was out for the rest of the year... He'd be put on IR, I feel, but I think he will play again. What about this week? Do you think he's in or out this week? Out. Out this week. Yeah, I, I say out also. I think they just want to go next season, really go at it with him and Galladay, build this team around them correctly. I don't think they want to take the risk this year, especially since I know Blunt didn't score this last game, but two-touchdown performance on Thanksgiving, and he does have a chance, LeGarrette Blunt to have another good game right now. I believe they're playing the Cardinals, who are a pretty weak defense. So I do see LeGarrette finding the end zone again. There's no reason to rush back. Carry on, Johnson. Gus Edwards. Alex Collins is on IR. Gus Edwards has been fighting injuries. I'm going to start with mine. I say out. I got, oh, Ken- yeah. I got Kenneth Dixon on our fire waiver wire. I say he's out. The Ravens have this weird, unhealthy obsession with Kenneth Dixon whenever he can play and whenever he's not injured. So And they just pulled him off IR, I believe, a week or two ago. So look out for Kenneth Dixon. I really do believe that Gus Edwards is going to rather play very limited snaps or not play at all. I agree with her Kenneth Dixon point. Another Spencer Ware guy who was the guy at a certain point. Just yeah. Injuries and bad luck and just been keeping him out. Alex Collins, Gus Edwards, these are all been replacements. Kenneth Dixon was always set to be the number one guy when the role was hit, when he was healthy. So I agree with you on that one. Kenneth Dixon could be a sneaky playoff help for a lot of people this year. Yep, definitely add him if you need some depth at that position. He's going to be very sneaky. Let's move on to some wide receivers. A.J. Green was seen with a boot on after the game. 
What do you guys think about him in or out? Out. I was out on AJ Green and drafting him two years ago. He's never there for you when you need him <laughs> at the end of the season. For some reason, like for some weird last year he got into a spike, I think, and was wasn't there for his guys during the playoffs. It's always something with him where he's just he never wins anyone title. Yeah, and I actually did see a thing that A.J. Green was going to be out three to four weeks with that toe injury. He re-aggravated I think it was dumb to have him come and play. I think they should have just put him on IR to start because he's a star of their team, and this toe injury can only get worse. And you need your toes to jump, and he's a wide receiver. So it's just a mess. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't like A.J. Green this week. I don't like A.J. Green for the rest of the year. There's a reason why I traded him. Remember when I told you that, Adam, and I yeah, liquidated yeah, him? I, said, I just traded him last week, too, actually, believe it or not. I, I acquired so him high. in a trade, and before I even got to spark him, I already shipped him off because I had a hunch he wouldn't be playing. I felt this early on. I waited until right after his, I think it was that three-touchdown performance. I waited until everyone was just juicing over A.J. Green, and I sold the shit out of him. And I am so happy that I did. No longer on the roster. It's all good. AJ Green, he's a great player, but like you said, Brian, he's just not there for you when you need him. You know, he's like a girlfriend. It's just, he's there. He's exciting. You know, you're going to have some fun, but when you really do need him, are they there? You know, it's it's tough to find someone that really is. We're going to move on to our next player on the list. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Do you think both of them play in this week? Both of them dealing with a little bit of injuries. Adam, go Diggs and Thielen. In or out? Yeah, I think they both suit up. The Vikings are not must-win games, but they're still in the hunt for the the NFC North, and I think they want to win that, and I think Kirk Cousins still has something to prove with that team, and I think they need Diggs and Thielen both to play to be their stellar Super Bowl team that they thought they would be in the beginning of the season. Definitely. Brian, what do you think about the two guys in Minnesota? Do they play? They're both in if they can play. Here's the problem. Stefan Diggs is great, but any little injury to him takes him down to a wide receiver three, maybe a flex play. Any little thing with him. When he's 100% healthy, he's top 10, always. So this really bothers me with Stefan Diggs. I know he'll play even if he's not 100%, but you're getting much diminished returns. Same with Thielen, but for a different reason. Dalvin Cook. Hmm. Eight reception last week. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is soaking up a lot of the targets that Thielen was getting. So we're getting some diminished returns from Thielen, even at 100% health. Yeah. And Thielen, at the beginning of the year, we were having the debate if he was the best wide receiver in the league. Is that even a question now? Is even in that talk, in that debate anymore, or was it just because of that hot start, Adam? Yeah, I think it, it was because of that hot start. Obviously, he is top 10, but I to say top 3, no way. Top 5, possibly. But I think it was just, he would catch everything. He was catching his passes. He's probably, if you said route running, I think he's a top 3, top 4 route runner for wide receivers. Yeah. But overall, I wouldn't say top three, top four. Overall, I give him top six, top seven, but he's still still a great guy. Totally. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he is dealing with a foot injury. Does he play this week or not, Adam? He was out last week, and I thought he would play. He's been just dealing with all sorts of little injuries. He had the hamstring a few weeks ago, so I think they're going to take this slow with Chris Connolly starting to get some chemistry with Mahomes, and I think they're going to want to rest Watkins to make sure they have 
all their weapons come playoff time. I think he's in, but plays extremely limited snaps, and he's not. Even, I could see that too. Not, yep. even, yeah. not even worth it for fantasy. If anything, he comes out with like one catch for seven yards or something like that. But it's not going to be anything worth it. Like you said with Chris Conley, two touchdowns in the last three games. He is building that rapport. He is another name that's going to be on our fire waiver wire as well. So make sure you're going to look for him in leagues for replacements for any of these guys that are going down with injuries. Chris Conley is a smart choice right now. What do you think, Brian, about? him playing this week or not for Sammy Watkins? I think he's in decoy. He's always been good. Used as that, even when he's dealing with an injury. The problem is, <laughs> will he cry because he's not getting the ball, even though they're playing? <laughs> We're looking tier. Is this a tier projection? Are we doing tier projections right now? <laughs> How many tiers? It's going to be over under four tiers. <laughs> I'll take the under because you want to seem stoic. He'll be, be crying a thousand years on the inside. It's, a, like it's a three, three and a half line for him. He's going three and a half tiers. I love it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit of tight end before we move on from these injuries. Colts, Jack Doyle, even Eric Ebron, both having injuries. Eric Ebron is the one that's still playing with Doyle on the IR, but Ebron is dealing with a back injury. What do you think about him for this week, Adam, in or out? I think he plays. He took a couple big hits in the game, and he had a fumble, but I think he plays, but it will be some maybe some limited production. I think we're going to see some Mo Alley-Cox in this game, which isn't a bad thing because uh, he, he started to get some chemistry with Luck himself. So if Ebron happens to be ruled out, I definitely think Mo Alley-Cox would be a great play. Yeah, what do you think, Brian? Definitely could be a plug-in. I see the work that Ebron might not be getting this week, shifting over to possibly Naheem Hines, using him a little bit more this week. There might be a receiver or a backup tight end who might benefit a little bit, maybe down in the red zone. But I think the target might be going to that little running back they got. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. We're going to do a little bit of predictions for this coming week, something we haven't done on the show. The Thursday night game, we have the 4-8 and eight Jaguars facing 6-6 six and six Titans. What do you think about this game, Adam? Who wins this game? It's Tennessee, four points for the line. <sighs> Tennessee looked bad last week, and the Jaguars looked great last week. So I think I'm going to ride the hotness of the Jaguars' defense. I think they're going to start to gain some hype around them in the locker room and kind of play for something, even though they have nothing to play for. And I think they either make this game really close or win. So as the fantasy footballers would say, this would be my almost upset of the week. Yeah, I'm going Jaguars, too. I think it's definitely the upset of the week. There's no almost. Jags are beating the Titans this week. What do you think, Brian? I'm going to go contrary to my fellows here, uh, like Tennessee. I think they're the better team, better even defense at the moment. Uh, dare I say all the people who took Jacksonville in the eighth round this year. Um, yeah, I like Tennessee in this one. I think they're, they win when they need to. Yeah, I feel like Adam was the one telling people, take the Jags defense, take the Rams yeah. at like <laughs> pick two, okay. you know, ra- round one, round I one. I take the Bears defense. Round one, take a defense. There's <laughs> 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 something I have not been able to break Adam up over these years. He's the trying. They were so I'm one last year. Brian, Brian, I can, Brian, I can hear this frustration in your voice. Like, I know, I've been trying for years. Like, he's still doing it like... <laughs> 
Oh, God damn it, Adam. You know what I mean? But no, seriously, that's so funny. So let's move on to some Sunday games, guys. Jets, Bills, the most exciting game of the season. I'm super excited. Jets, 3-9, and nine, looking like the worst team in the league over the last five games with their offensive output. And the Bills at 4-8. and eight. What do you guys think about this? It's Buffalo three and a half line. And I do have a weird stat for you guys really quick to read about, like I just said, this awesome Jets offense and what they've been able to do over the last five games. The touchdowns scored by the Jets offensive players over the last five games, three touchdowns by Bears defensive players over the last five games, five Who's winning this game, Adam? Jets, Bills. I think it's going to be the Bills. I think it is Josh Allen's season. If he's on your waiver wire, I would definitely go grab him. Definitely. I know it might be funny to say, and everyone was trolling him at the beginning of the year, but this guy, he's getting it done. To me, he plays like he's a Madden player. He just plays to win, to get the yards, to do whatever he can to keep the ball moving. And that's how he wouldn't Madden, scramble around, run around the pocket. He just gets it done and gets the yards and the fantasy points. So I think he's a solid fantasy play this week if you need a quarterback yeah he is another player that's or even on our if fire you have a quarterback wire. with a tough matchup he's definitely on our fire waiver wire you're 100 percent right that guy's playing with heart he's playing with his legs as well he's running all over the place i love seeing it and the bills have a great defense behind him the bills are going to smash the jets this is even a question i think the bills are actually going to look like a good team this week and the jets are going to continue their race towards a top five draft pick what do you think brian bills jets yeah, I'm with you guys on this one for sure. Buffalo kicks the crap out of them. Yeah. Robert Foster, Dave Jones, they're coming on. They're helping out their new quarterback quite a bit, who's helping himself quite a bit. He looked pretty awesome on that final play yes, he did. of the game the other day. Contrary to Charles Clay, who looked like a bumbling fool, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I got Buffalo in this one. I really like the defense. I'm not sure if we're going to get to talking about streaming defenses in the show, but one, I think I said it before, I like Buffalo as a good streaming defense. If you don't have the Chicago's or the Baltimore's yeah. already. Giants, Redskins, Giants three and a half line. I'm going Giants to beat the Redskins on this one. Colt McCoy, who finally got a chance for the Redskins to take over as their starting quarterback after an awful injury to Alex Smith. Pretty sure he screwed up his own fibula, so just a weird injury again to a Redskins quarterback, and Mark Sanchez is at the helm. I believe it was butt fumble 2.0 the other day. It was He recovered a fumble this time with his butt. And this was five years after the butt fumble, so I'm not sure what it is with Dwight Howard and Mark Sanchez and asses, but something is up. What do you guys think about Giants, Redskins? Who do you take, Adam? I do think the Giants win this. I'm just getting a report from Ian Rapper saying that Landon Collins suffered a shoulder injury and will be expected to miss this week's game. So that will definitely be a hit to the already garbage Giants defense. But the thing is, the Redskins don't really have any weapons to exploit that, so it's not really much of a fantasy helper for the Redskins because pretty much the only relevant guy is Adrian Peterson. And if you take away that amazing Mark Sanchez handoff, he only has, what, one or two points? AP, 90 yards at 33 years old, breaking that off. Longest of his career, man. He's Damn. looking like he's 28. Hope you guys saw that. Hope you guys cried a little bit. That was awesome to watch. And he looked, what, ACL injury? He was putting the afterburners on. That guy was flying. So I didn't see any any type of seniority coming from AP. I saw him running like a boss yesterday. Brian, who do you think wins this game? I like New York. Both these teams seem 
like they're in their typical December fashion. New York will win games. It has no business in winning to give themselves a worse <laughs> draft pick. Right. Eli's on his way out. He'll look like a pro bowler over the next three weeks, probably. Odell do well for his guys. And Barkley's the man. I had him set as a top five guy this year and fan off. I agree. Saints, Buccaneers, the Saints eight line. I'm not even going to spend much time on this. Saints are winning this game coming off a tough loss against the Cowboys. They're going to smash the Buccaneers. I'm not even going to talk about this one. Adam, what do you think? The Saints are going to roll them. I I think it could be a high-scoring game. I definitely hope it'll be a high-scoring game. I hope Jameis Winston comes out, throws five touchdowns to Godwin and Jackson combined just because I'm starting them against Brian in the playoffs this week. That's the stack you're going with? You're going with Jameis and Godwin? I think so. They paid dividends last week, and I think the Saints secondary has looked bad. So if Jameis can play how he did last week, I definitely think he can can be a QB1. I think game script's going to be in your favor. They're going to be getting their ass kicked, so they're going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, or that I can see because you don't see Jameis really not putting up points. You either see him throwing interceptions and getting pulled or putting up a lot of points. So I think if he does drop a goose egg or less than like 10 points, it'll be because he got pulled or injured because of his interceptions. Brian, Saints, Buccaneers. The real Jameis Winston is two Jameis Winstons. We've seen the good, the bad. Which one's going to come out this week? I think we're going to see the bad. I know I'm hoping for it myself. We might get (laughs) another one of those three or four interception games. But... He's going to put up a 25 to 30 point game on me, even with the three or four interceptions. The question New Orleans is going to kick the crap out of them. We'll see what happens in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Patriots, Dolphins, Patriots nine and three, Dolphins six and six. Line is New England seven and a half. I think the Patriots actually lose this game against the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have been playing well. Yeah, I think the Dolphins could cover. I just think the Patriots aren't like a stud team. I just think they're finding ways to win and getting the win. But it's not a pretty win. It's not a beatdown, but it's a win. So I think they're using all their weapons as much as they can with Devlin scored two touchdowns. And I think there is a chance that Miami could sneak up and just exploit them real quick and take the win from them. But I think Tom Brady gets the victory here in this matchup. Brian, what do you think? Patriots all the way. Yeah, check out Devontae Parker with a lot of injuries. He's going to be their number one. So he's another guy on our fire waiver wire. Ravens, Chiefs, what do you guys think? 10-2, Chiefs playing the 7-5 Ravens. I don't even think it's going to be a matchup. Chiefs are going to destroy this. The line is 6.5. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the Chiefs are just going to roll him. Hand Lamar Jackson his first L. Show him that he's mortal and not a stud quarterback. (laughs) What do you think, Brian? This game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. Wow. You're almost upset so, the week. So, Brian, just to clear things up, you like Lamar Jackson over Jameis Winston? I've got, uh, as, I've got as, both pairings. As he adjusts, <laughs> as he adjusts the lineup, blah, 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 like Lamar Jackson into my in starting QB role. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, so, Brian, what are your plans this week? Is that a league a four-point quarterback or a six-point touchdown league? It's a four-passing touchdown, six rushing. Well, then you might have a closer decision on your hand, knowing that Lamar can get six points with his legs as opposed to Jameis getting four with his arm. Yeah, totally. Might be something to think about. Colts, Texans, six and six. Colts taking on the nine and three Texans. What do you guys think? Who do you take? The Colts just looked awful last week. Jaguars defense just rolled them. Andrew Luck did not 
perform like he has the past eight weeks, throwing three touchdowns each of those weeks. I think the Texans are the hottest team in the NFL, and I think they continue to win. Yeah, I agree. Texans are winning this game, no doubt. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, Houston going away. I hope they go up really big early. I've got Andrew Luck. My long-time lead, so I hope he's got a lot of garbage time. To mess around with. In the third and fourth quarter with that, but yeah, I like Houston all the way. Panthers, Browns, Panthers 6-6, six and six, Browns 4-7-1, and one, Carolina 1.5 one line. What do you take, Adam? Do you take Panthers on this one? Because that's where I'm going. Yeah, you know, I took the Panthers last week in Vegas, and it busted my ass. So <laughs> They've lost four straight. They made a really weird call against the Lions a few weeks ago trying to go for two, which I don't understand how they didn't believe they could beat the Lions in overtime. Panthers, I think they do pull out a win here just because the Browns are real up and down, and Baker Mayfield is either really good or really bad, but I think this will be a relatively high-scoring game. I'd definitely take the over on it, but I'm going with Panthers. Brian, Panthers, Browns. I like the one point. I like Cleveland at home. Cam always seems to not come through for people when they really need them. The secondary is kind of stinky, and Baker Mayfield has been known to throw some picks, but with the stinky secondary, he might get away with some stuff this week. Falcons and Panthers, two teams that have heavily disappointed this year. Falcons 4-8, and eight, Packers 4-7-1. and one. Mike McCarthy is now dismissed from his job and some other changes made there in Green Bay. Who do you take in this game? I'm going Packers. What do you think, Adam? I think Packers, too. With Mike McCarthy, he's gone. And I saw a funny thing that said he wasn't expecting to get fired after that game when he was called in. And I just, I don't know how you weren't expecting that. Losing in Lambeau to one of the worst teams in the NFL, I think with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, they have just underachieved throughout the past years, and I think it was just time for a change. And the GM knows he can do better with Aaron Rodgers, but right. I think Rodgers gets the win this week. I agree. Troy Aikman said McCarthy deserves better. I don't think he deserves better. I think he had a good run, but he's just like Andy Reid. You know, you need to change, you need to get out of there, and you can go find success elsewhere, but it's not there anymore. Brian, what do you think? I like Green Bay at okay. home. I like, you know, whenever there's a coaching change, the team seems to perk up. Stuff like, you know, things like that, little intangibles. I found this funny. This is the first time ever a Green Bay coach has been canned mid-season. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. 100 years this team has been around. First time that's hmm. ever happened. McCarthy was delusional. He had no idea what he was doing for a couple of years now. Obviously not on social media, not reading magazines or newspapers that, you know, said the inevitable. He's probably got a bold Danish computer at home. <laughs> He's got a Windows. Broncos, 49ers. Broncos, 6-6. Six and six. 49ers, 2-10. and 10. Broncos are going to smash this game. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think the Broncos win this game, too. They've looked hot the last couple games. They probably originally thought their playoff hopes were gone, but now they've clawed their way back into some wild card contention. And with the San Francisco 49ers coming up this week, that could be an easy win for them if they play just a reasonable game, don't turn the ball over, and hand the ball off to Philip Lindsay because this guy is a stud. He is fourth in rushing, and the only three guys that are higher rushing than him were all top ten draft picks, and Philip Lindsay went on draft. Yeah. Hats off to him. He's a stud. He's playing so great this year. What do you think, Brian? I like Denver to win this game, for sure. I think it's actually going to be a high-scoring game. I like San Francisco's offense at home. I like the coach. Knows what to do with his running backs, and they're just going to plug the next one in. I believe his name's Jeffrey Wilson. I think they're going to make a game of it. And um, something of note, when we're talking about certain players and possibly a defense, possibly a kicker you might want to plug in, San Francisco has three home games. 
to the playoffs. Hmm. 14, 15, and 16, they're at home. So good weather for Rowdy Gould, running back, got fresh legs. be something to look at. Yeah, Bengals, Chargers, Chargers 9-3, and three, Bengals 5-7. and seven. I'm going Chargers, no doubt about this. It's a 14-point line, so you could debate the line. But Chargers are smashing this. What do you think? Adam? Yeah, absolutely. Chargers. They looked hot. They came. They delivered a 14-point comeback victory against the Steelers last week. That was the first time in franchise history the Steelers have blown a home 14-point lead. So I think Chargers all the way. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, Chargers. This is gonna be. This is gonna be a slaughter. This is gonna be bad. I totally agree. Uh, Lions, Cardinals. The Super Bowl of the week. We have Lions at four and eight. Cardinals at three and nine. I'm gonna give this game to the Lions, who have a two and a half line. I'm going Lions against the Cardinals. What do you think, Adam? Normally, I would say the Lions. They've looked like a mess since week one, honestly. <laughs> and I just think Rosen has something to play for, and I think he's going to get the job done. Brian, what do you think? I got Arizona. I think it's going to be pretty bad. I think Arizona has their best offensive day of the year. Detroit does not travel well. And we got Steelers-Raiders. It's another game that I believe is going to be a blowout. I'm not super excited about Steelers Raiders considering the Steelers are going to smash this one coming off a terrible loss you know it's going to have to hurt I saw this really funny video online it was two Steelers fans that were actually in the crowd two Steelers fans that were fighting you know I saw a player I think it was Justin Jackson tweeted say oh we got them that mad we got Steelers Raiders what do you think Adam I already said Steelers what do you think hey I think the Steelers too I think they're just gonna roll them they lost the last two weeks and I think they need a win to try to have that first round I hope uh still in play I got Steelers Brian what do you think Steelers going away, fresh legs with Jalen Samuels. Antonio Brown is peaking in December. Oh, man, that's not what you want to see if not you're at playing all. Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Yes, sir. We got the Cowboys 7-5, and five, Eagles 6-6. Six and six. I'm going Cowboys. They're killing it lately. They're rolling through these teams right now. And, you know, you're... Opposing quarterback isn't Mark Sanchez this week, Eagles. So you're going to have to deal with that. I honestly think Cowboys win this game. What do you think, Adam? You know, I think the Cowboys do too. They just beat the best team in the NFL, held them to only 10 points, picked off three twice. They just looked great since Amari Cooper's come there. And I, yeah. I'm honestly really surprised they didn't win that Titans game right when they got him. But I think the Cowboys take this victory over the Eagles. What do you think, Brian? Cowboys are the best team in football over the past four or five weeks. They're the, the hottest team in football. That is music to my ears, Brian. It's not looking like they can hang with the big boys. And uh, yeah, they're going to kill. Philadelphia. They're better than 7 and 5 Dallas right now. God, Stephen A. Smith looks so fucking stupid after that Cowboys and Saints game. It got me off so hard. Stephen A. Smith shat on them so hard and was like, Hey, I'm back. Your boy's here. Uh, blah, blah. Yeah, Such a fucking yeah, douchebag. Like, oh, Such really? a douche. To see them just beat the Saints, it made me happy just to piss off Stephen A. Smith. Not even to beat the Saints. Just to beat Stephen A. Smith. So I like Stephen A. Smith after that ignorance that you showed. And you look so stupid. I'm not a big fan. I know you take bold takes, but watch how bold you are, man. Seriously. Don't throw on a jersey in Dallas and walk back afterwards and have to make an apology on Twitter. You got me this time, Cowboys fans. Like, they didn't get you this time. You're just an asshole. <laughs> we have Rams, Bears, Rams 11-1, and one, Bears 8-4. and four. Guys, the Bears are winning this game if they have Trubinsky. If they don't, I'm taking the Rams. I know it's, that's bold right there. But if they have Trubinsky, I think the Bears actually might do it. What do you guys think? I'm going to go with the Rams. I just think 
they're still one of the best, hottest offenses in the NFL. They took care of the Lions, covered the spread. I think they're going to take care of the Bills and cover the spread, even if Trubisky's playing. I just think their offense has looked a little shaky, but... I think Khalil Mack could definitely be an X factor and completely, completely change the game with one or two plays. Brian, what do you think? I like the Rams, even if Trubisky's in. Like I said earlier in the program, they don't play real football. This team is weird. They win for weird reasons. I think the coaching, the Rams coach is going to kill Chicago's coach. Their guy, these schemes are going to catch up to them when they play the much better teams and we're going to I think we're going to see that this week I hope they're exposed Vikings Seahawks Seahawks 7-5 and five, Vikings 6-5-1 and one. I'm going Vikings on this one with Seattle at the three and a half line what do you think Adam? Yeah who would have thought Seattle would be in the position they're in right now they decimated their whole defense and then they even lost Earl Thomas on top of that I thought they would be like a three to four win team but they are probably going to the playoffs and I don't think they get the job done here I think the Vikings are more in need of a win to try to get that NFC North title and they know the Bears could take a loss to the Rams so they could Hop one game with this win. Yeah, oh, I totally agree, Brian. What do you think? Seattle, another team like Dallas that's coming on strong right now. Not quite as good as Dallas, I don't think. I think they'll win a close game in Seattle. I think the home field advantage is what wins this one. We're going to move on to our Week 14 Fire Waiver Wire. I'm going to list them out. We have Jalen Samuels for Pittsburgh, Damian Williams, the backup for Spencer Ware at KC. Kenneth Dixon, who another person we chimed on for Baltimore. Jeff Wilson Jr. for San Francisco, who will be playing for Brita. Played very well last game. Dante Pettis, another player on San Francisco who went off last week. Chris Conley for Kansas City. We have Zay Jones for Buffalo, who has been playing very well lately. We have Jordy Nelson at Oakland, who went off last week. Michael Gallup for Dallas. Devontae Parker for Miami. Curtis Samuel for Carolina. Ian Thomas, the tight end for Carolina with Olsen going down, and Adam Shaheen, who definitely benefited from Trey Burton's goose egg, but looked very good, and then Josh Allen at the end if you were looking for a quarterback to add. You know, Jeff Wilson for the 49ers, 23 for 134. Josh Allen's been top five quarterback for the last couple weeks. He's rushed for 234 yards the last two weeks, so he's running all over the place, and Jay Jones... His receiver, you know, eight targets and three touchdowns in his last five games. And like we said earlier, Chris Conley with two touchdowns in his last three games. A lot of big names here on this list that are very exciting ads for you right now going into the playoffs. Adam, do you have any other names that uh, weren't listed here? I think you hit them all on the head. The only one I would note, maybe Charkandrick West. He was a former Chief Ag. He sat behind Spencer Ware and Hunt. He knows the system probably better than Damian Williams and just as well as Spencer Ware. I think he's got a shot to dip into maybe somewheres for role if he gets banged up. But like Ryan said, Andy Reid typically goes with that one running back. So I wouldn't necessarily start him, but I think he could be a viable waiver wire pickup yep. as a handcuff. I totally agree. Adam, do you have rankings this week you want to run through really quick? Yeah, I do. I have running backs and wide receiver and quarterback, actually. Sounds so. good. Fly through them real quick. We're not going to do too much discussion. We'll just do our rankings back and forth. I'll do quarterback first. Drew Brees, number one, against Tampa Bay. Pat Mahomes versus Baltimore. I know it's going to be a tougher matchup than he's used to against Baltimore, but I still think he'll be a top three quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger at Oakland. Aaron Rodgers versus Atlanta. Phillip Rivers versus Cincinnati. 
Jameis Winston versus New Orleans, Cam Newton at Cleveland, Deshaun Watson versus Indianapolis, Andrew Luck at Houston, Jared Goff at Chicago, and then on the outskirts at 11 and 12, I have Matt Ryan at Green Bay and Russell Wilson versus Minnesota. Following that would be Brady and Lamar Jackson and Cousins, but I don't see them as top 12 quarterbacks this week. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I, I like most of them. And uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ben Roethlisberger at my number one, though. Okay. I think he they're going to try to get the job done. Uh, I'm going to go Breeze, number two. Mahomes, three. I think Lamar Jackson couldn't make that a high-scoring game, even with the tough Ravens defense. Cam Newton, four. Aaron Rodgers, five. Going to go Phillip Rivers, six. And, yeah, I agree with the Jameis Winston being a top-ten guy. I think he could do it this week. So Jameis Winston, seven. Andrew Luck, definitely going to have a bounce-back week. I don't think they're going to get the win, but I definitely think Luck will put up more points than he did last week. Number nine, Matt Ryan. This is just a weird game. Both defenses are pretty bad. I think he puts up points, finds ways to put up points. And then number ten, Deshaun Watson. Their team's just been on fire. They've been one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I think he's just going to put up points on the board and be at least the top 12 QB this week, one way or another. Technically QB ones, all of them. We'll go running back. One Gurley at Chicago, even though he's playing Chicago, it's Todd Gurley. Ezekiel Elliott versus Philadelphia. Christian McCaffrey at Cleveland. Saquon Barkley at Washington. Alvin Kamara at Tampa Bay. Aaron Jones versus Atlanta. Philip Lindsay at San Francisco. Nick Chubb versus Carolina. Leonard Fournette at Tennessee. David Johnson versus Detroit. And then on right on the outskirts, I have Dalvin Cook at Seattle and Sony Michelle at Miami. What do you think? I actually got McCaffrey at my one. I think okay. he's going to just destroy this Cleveland D. Number two, obviously, Gurley. Can't go lower than two in anyone's rankings. Uh, number three, Zeke. He's just been one of the hotter backs. He's been on fire. Philly's D has just looked pretty bad. Four, Saquon. He's just a playmaker, and I think he's a top five guy just about every week just in someone's rankings. Number six, Kamara. He's in the, probably one of the best offenses in the NFL. Definitely going to get it done there. But I actually do like Fournette a little bit higher than you at seven. Wow. I just think he's going to be a little bit more rested. He's going to be a little hungrier. The, the Jaguars defense will get him the ball back a little more. I think he'll do pretty good. At number eight, I got Aaron Jones. I think he's just starting to come on. And we've only seen the beginning with him. Well, uh, number McCar- McCarthy's gone now, so no one's going to hold absolute, him back. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Chubb at number eight. I think he's just going to have his way with this Carolina defense. He'll somehow pout it in the end zone or moss another defender for a receiving touchdown. Philip Lindsay, I think he's been a stud these past couple weeks. He's probably going to go down in history as the best undrafted player in the NFL. I know this is his first wow. season. It's a bull take. Bull but take. The guys looked amazing, and it's just the beginning. And he's been battling with Royce Freeman, so if somehow they get Royce Freeman off the team or Royce goes down or something happens there and he gets the full workload, guy's the limit for him. In closing out, uh, my top ten, I got Joe Mixon. Okay, Joe Mixon's going to be a play that's going to rely on how well Cincinnati's offense does so that's again a little bit higher yeah a little bit higher than most but i i like mixing and he usually finds a way to get it done yeah no i agree uh wide receiver one antonio brown at oakland two mike thomas who needs a big game coming off last at tampa bay three adams versus atlanta four deandre hopkins versus indianapolis five i have keenan allen versus cincinnati six i have odell beckham jr at washington seven i have julio jones at green bay eight Adam Thielen at Seattle, 9, Juju Smith-Schuster at Oakland, 
and 10, I have Tyreek Hill versus Baltimore. I think he'll take off the top on just one pass, coming off a pretty bad game. Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks will be my 11 and 12 to round it off. What do you think, Adam? What are yours? Yeah, I got just about the same list, just maybe a couple guys flipped around. AB, number one, obviously, he's just going against the Raiders defense. Devontae Adams, I got him at two rather than Michael Thomas, but I do have Michael Thomas at three. I think both will have great games. Both will have a touchdown, but I think Adams gets two touchdowns and Thomas one. I think Nuke is coming in at number four. I think he should have a good game against this cold secondary. Keenan at five. He's just been a reception monster. He had that deflection diving touchdown in the end zone against the Steelers. So he's starting to kind of come on as a red zone target or maybe like a 30 and out target so to speak obj coming in at six i got julio coming in at seven juju at eight i think juju's gonna actually play really really well i wanted him to put him higher but i also have ab at one so i felt stronger about ab than juju but i definitely think juju could finish higher than ab believe it or not Next up, I got Hill at nine. I think he is going to get one deep bomb. He's just due for it. He kind of had a slow week last week, and I think Holmes knows their best weapon, and he's going to get the ball to him. Closing my wide receivers out, I got Mike Evans at 10. I just think he's going to have a bounce-back game. Do well against the Saints secondary. You just brought up Pat Mahomes. I want to bring up a quick step before we sign off. Games with four touchdown passes since 2004. I'm going to repeat that. Games with four touchdown passes since 2004. Patrick Mahomes was seven, obviously, already this season. Since 2004, the Bills as a team, seven. Panthers as a team, seven. Bears as a team, seven. Titans, seven. Browns, Cardinals, six. Dolphins, five. Rams, five. Ravens, four. Jets, three. 49ers, one. And Patrick Mahomes has seven of them this year. So just wanted to put that in perspective with the kind of year that Pat Mahomes is having and how terrible some of these other teams are. Yeah, he's a freak man, and I definitely think he deserves the MVP. Although Breeze is just playing out of oh, his no, mind. Oh no, 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 no! He's he's winning. Breeze fucked that up last week. You know, against the Cowboys, he completely. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you right now, that was him showing he's not winning the MVP this year. It's going to be Mahomes. I'm telling you, that was it. It really yeah. is remarkable what he's done with my eye. You know, seeing it with my eyes in the few game Chiefs games I've been able to see, it is amazing, and he's really got the perfect mix for it to happen for him. He is as talented as we see, but this particular year, the defenses stink. This NFL year with defenses, the offenses win every, almost every time. There's only a couple few defenses that you really count on right. every week to keep those quarterbacks and those offenses down. So be aware, next year, everyone... If you want to take Pat Mahomes in the second, third round, we all know what happens when we do these things. Get out of here. Second, third round. You're look, not talking like Adam with a defense. Hey, first, no, uh, I agree. I think Pat Mahomes <laughs> screw up a lot of guys next year. I don't think he'll be bad. I think he'll be great. But it's just going to be his second year in the NFL, and it's happened to Dak. It happened to Deshaun. Just about everyone. After their first year in the NFL, they play great, and then their second year, teams kind of figure out what their tendency are. And yes, Mahomes is a stud and probably one of a kind, so to speak, but I think he will slow his production down definitely from what he's done this year. No, I agree. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us on episode 12, week 14, with our special guest, Brian Michael Gordon. Thank you so much for joining us, my man. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I really had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did too, and I know want to remind you guys to go on our Twitter and check out the Melvin Gordon signed jersey giveaway that we're doing. Follow Adam's page on Twitter at EverydayFFB and our page together at FFB Unwrapped. 
retweet the tweet for a chance to win. You can go follow me on Twitter at Perry Aston. Follow our guest on Twitter at Gordon Big B. And, of course, our page on Twitter at FFB Unwrapped. You can check us out on podcast.com or the Apple Podcast app. We're also on Pulse Podcast Network. You can check them out on Twitter at Pulse Pod Network. And thank you to our sponsors, Rotosurance. Make sure to check them out at rotosurance.com for 20% off your one-time purchase with promo code UNWRAP, the only fantasy football insurance company. Make sure to go check it out. They do have late-season insurance, of course. And if not, you just check them out for next year. It is such a cool idea. And if you are a guy that likes to take a risk or has to on a guy like Leonard Fournette or someone who's injury-prone, Back up your money. Back up your investment with Road Assurance. It's a real smart move. And Jersey Express, 10% off with promo code PULSE. It's going to be a network-wide promotion that we're doing, so make sure to go check them out on Twitter at Jersey Express underscore. Great NBA and NCAA jerseys, even these cool players' jersey jackets that kind of look like giant hockey jerseys. They're really cool for basketball, so go check those out. I was looking at them earlier. You're going to probably snag a couple jerseys once this paycheck clears. You know how it is. It is Christmas season, so it's a little tight for everyone right now. But thank you again so much for joining us, Brian. Adam, pleasure as always, and we are going to catch you guys next time. Happy hunting in the playoffs, guys. If you need any questions, you please just hit us up. We'll help you with anything this week. So good luck playoffs, everyone. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, yeah.